Hey, I'm Nate Dodson. And I'm Jillian Sidoti, and crypto is the future, and this is why. I, I just want to make sure this big disclaimer that we're not financial advisors. What should people invest in? And then, you know, I, I you know, I love crowdfunding deals. I love this. I love that, you know. Um, and then there's also, you know, you still can buy annuities if you want to do something like that, which are guaranteed by insurance. Um, we can kind of move it in that direction because I, I just worry that if we recommend, and I'm thinking out loud right now, I worry if we recommend like, you should just invest in real estate and crowdfunding deals. It's just a little too self-serving. <laughs> but I mean, it's not true and that's not our goal either. Mm -mm. It is very similar. I, I love what we just talked about because it's, I mean, I see what we're doing as, you know, beneficial, but really the big benefit is on anybody that that's watching and listening it's about them and they yeah. nobody should put all their money into real estate and crowdfunding no that's a horrible idea right that's financial advice it is horrible to put all your eggs in one basket <laughs> i will give that financial advice all day long every day so i shouldn't buy like a million bitcoin <laughs> Whoa, 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 now you're talking about Bitcoin. That, no, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out why Bitcoin is worth what it's currently worth at. And other than the fact that only 21 million Bitcoin units or whatever they're called are going to be issued beyond that, I can't figure out why it's worth $20,000, $30,000. Are you saying that you can't, you can't figure it out because of the fact that you if, if it's not expandable, then it can't get into the hands of more people. And if it can't get into the hands of more people, then it's not really that worth much. It's not. Uh, no, less than that. Uh, supply and demand. Mm -hmm. You know, the supply will be going down and dwindling because mm -hmm. there's only so many that can be mined. Right. So demand, if it stays where it's at, the prices will just increase. Sure. But for it to increase a thousand percent over five years, there's something else at play. Right. And it's another fiat money. I see it as not very different than the dollar bill, except maybe being managed a little smarter by saying, this is how many we'll have versus the US dollar bill. This is how much we have until the government or the treasury decides to just print more. Right. I mean, that's the thing is for me, you know, I got an opportunity to invest in Bitcoin pretty early and I didn't take it because I didn't understand it. Um, I do have a little bit of Bitcoin. It's not, you know, it's not a lot. Um, I think that there is a place for cryptocurrency for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense to me. You have something that can, can go around the world without, without, an, with, without any influence by, governments right or hopefully without any hopefully. yeah so <laughs> government wants to control everything right so they're gonna they're gonna control it as much as possible it might just be a matter of time until they completely get their hands on it but um have i ever told you the like goofy way i ended up with not a whole bunch but i still have some bitcoin oh no tell tell me <laughs> okay well i did the very classic route of i I was, uh, well, gambling on sports with an <laughs> offshore bookie. 
and I had to make a deposit with Bitcoin because you couldn't just transfer in U.S. cash. Okay. And so I converted some money to Bitcoin. I transferred it all over and then I completely forgot about it. I didn't even remember having the account. Mm -hmm. uh, it was last year after the craziness started happening. It like the light bulb just went off. I'm like, oh, don't I have some someplace? <gasps> That's crazy. So what did you, so did you go and look? How much did you have? I still have like, it's only like four. So it was like when I did it and bought it, it was like, whatever, you don't even think about it. It was four Bitcoin worth a couple hundred dollars each, whatever. Mm -hmm. Fast forward today, I'm like, ah, yay, <laughs> like complete surprise. It was awesome. Crazy. Yes. So anybody that says you're just going to lose money gambling on sports, that's not true, but the secret is, is you have to completely forget about it and not touch it. And then years later, you can get, wow, it all works out. So, so Nate, what, um, what cryptocurrencies, if you were going to invest in cryptocurrencies, what cryptocurrencies would you recommend if you recommend any at all? Not financial advice. I don't recommend anything. However, I really like Ethereum, mm -hmm. not for what Ethereum is, but actually what it does. Yeah, I'm with you on this. Yeah, so that's that. I see that as not just some fiat money that, hey, there's nothing behind it. It's not an ICO that says, well, we're really just funding this company operations and we're doing it as a token. Mm -hmm. But the token itself is actually utilized for something else. So NFTs, the, what is it, non-fungible tokens? Mm -hmm. Like they're all getting developed to work with and kind of use the Ethereum platform to keep up with all of these tokens. So I love Ethereum from the, from the standpoint of it's actually doing something as a token, as a crypto itself. Right. Because you can build stuff on top of Ethereum. It's not just, you know, there's a lot of like some of the coins out there are Ethereum based coins. They're built on top of it. Um, and then you can use Ethereum as part of the blockchain to keep track of everything. Like, you know, I could see us using Ethereum as a voting system. Completely. That's I don't understand right. why we don't other than it be too accurate. <laughs> You're not better at all. Um, so <laughs> No, we, we don't need to go down any of those. Political. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I in, I invested in um, um, a coin called Cardano, uh, which is also built on um, Ethereum. And I invested in Cardano because they are using Cardano as a means to keep track of students in Africa right now. Like at, there's certain African, um, I don't know if it's municipalities or countries. I, I don't have enough information to speak about it um, clearly, but definitely in Africa, they're keeping track of students using Cardano. So I invested in that um, quite some time ago. So Another is it like keeping up with students? Is it like their report card is now on the blockchain? Yeah, just keeping track of them. And I think that makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, or just where they are, because, you know, here in the United States, you have, you know, attendances and, and people, you're, you're compelled to go to school at a certain age, right? And I don't think that's the same in certain countries in Africa. You're not compelled to go to school. So a, a student might just disappear, right? And not 
not continue on, or maybe they go out and they have to work for their family and then they come back and, and things like that. Um, so that's just a way for them to keep track of like where students are, who are they, are they still in school? Are, you know, what are their grades? What have they accomplished? For sure, that kind of thing. I mean, it's it's easy in the United States to forget that there's a whole other world out there that you know has issues and problems and technology, right? Um, there's some other. Uh, I was I was watching a video um, a couple of years ago about oh um, about <laughs> sorry surprise. I was watching I was watching a video um, several years ago about. Um, uh, I think it was uh, um, Zambia or um, um, Malawi. I can't remember which country it was, but there's some countries in Africa that are completely cashless, completely cashless, um, that they uh, right now um, only use like phones to, to send money. And it's like literally flip phones and things like that. No one has cash anymore. As a matter of fact, ATMs don't even exist anymore. And I hope I'm right about saying that it was Zambia um, because that they, they had so many issues with banks being robbed, ATMs being destroyed, counterfeit money. So they- Is it still like Zambian money? Did they issue their own electronic currency, like cryptocurrency? Or is it, are they leveraging what you and I could invest into? No, they still have what's called the, uh, the Zambian Quacha. And again, I, I think I have the right country. <laughs> if somebody wants to correct me in the comments, that I have it wrong. Um, but they do still have their own currency. They hadn't, they hadn't changed to an electronic currency. It's just that no cash actually exists. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, this video had people who were like se selling fruit on the road and then um, the the person would come and buy the fruit and they would just use their phones to, to transfer funds. Like, click. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And you know, you know whose video it was? Um, it was this guy I used to watch on Facebook all the time. Um, not, not, oh God. Wow, Jillian, maybe you should come Not back. Not going to remember. <laughs> um, I can see his face, um, but he used to do these awesome videos um, where he would uh, he would he would go around and give you like a minute of some kind of interesting world fact, and he would travel around the world um, showing you you know interesting things. And of course, I don't remember what it is now. <laughs> so that whole part out cut it all <laughs> yeah. we didn't even know what zambia is yeah exactly <laughs> yeah oh what do you see for the the future of cryptocurrency do you think it's going to continue to grow and build do you think it's a fad like the good old-fashioned tulip bulbs i think we would be it would be remiss for us to say that it's a fad when, you know, Chase Bank and Goldman Sachs have trading desks specifically for crypto. I think we would be foolhardy to think that it's a fad. I also don't think it's a fad because, you know, what I think what we're seeing with inflation and, you know, the power, the dollar is becoming less and less powerful. And people are going to start gravitating towards 
cryptocurrency and and that gravitation is what's going to make it more um, stable. The other part of it is is we're seeing adoption by some governments like El Salvador and how they are adopting cryptocurrency as their national currency. Um, and when you have something like that that can be used worldwide and isn't pinned, so so why doesn't the United States want cryptocurrency? Why would the United States specifically be compelled not to have cryptocurrency? It's because every other country, you know, pays attention to what we do. Like we on a daily basis do not pay attention to what the pound or the euro or the Australian dollar is doing, but they all do. All of them do. Um, I remember when I went to South Africa. And you could ask any person on the street what the U.S. dollar was to the South African rand at any point in time, and every single person knew because their their currency is so influenced by what's happening in the dollar. So what you, your opinion is, is the U.S. government is almost like treating crypto like, I don't know, an infiltration that will hurt the dollar, thus hurt the U.S. government or the U.S. economy. So well, it's in their interest of keeping yeah, crypto minimal. And then we have some other things like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a cryptocurrency called XRP, which was um, issued by a company called Ripple. And um, there's, you know, Ripple was sued in a multi-billion dollar lawsuit by the Securities Exchange Commission for, for securities fraud, which didn't make a whole lot of sense and still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but I also have a particular disdain for the Securities Exchange Commission and the federal government in general. Um, That's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, but I, I, I find that case fascinating. I've been following it quite cl closely. And, and, you know, the people in power at the time uh, at the Securities Exchange Commission, um, both the chairman and the chief legal counsel uh, went on to get positions in Ethereum and Bitcoin based companies, companies and law firms. Um, so they had a particular interest in making sure XRP didn't, didn't make a big splash in the marketplace. Why do I like XRP? It's more environmentally friendly. There's, there is no mining involved. Um, there it's faster. It's, you know, it's finite, but it's um, also, there's a lot of it. So, and it's inexpensive. Um, Can and I you ask you why I think the SEC is, has taken action and please correct me or kind of clarify mm -hmm. what's going on. But yeah. my assumption was Ripple developed XRP as really kind of a, a funding product where they're selling, they release the XRP, they were taking the cash themselves to fund their business where it was more like an investment or it was more like revenue to the business based on some expectation from the buyers that the value mm -hmm. would go up. Is that why the, there's this lawsuit? I mean, it's there's a lot of you can explore um, a, a couple of different um, reasons behind this. Um, the The thing is that the the lawsuit itself was based on the fact that they committed securities fraud, and therefore, what you're saying is there's some element of 
of thought process there. I don't want to say truth because I really don't know what the truth is. We haven't seen a lot of movement in the XRP case, except for, you know, um, a lot of the S the SRCC SEC getting, you know, kind of getting their butts handed to them because a lot of these emails revealed that the SEC said that crypto wasn't in public forums that they that that crypto is not a security that you know William Hinman was going to go and work for a law firm that represented Bitcoin and Ethereum um, that the chief um, left or uh, you know the um, the yeah the chief left and 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 he went right off to a One River which was a hedge fund that held Bitcoin and Ethereum it didn't look very good for them um, but they did say yeah it wasn't the fact that they sold the XRP but the way that they sold it and uh, one of the SEC um, um, commissioners is on is on record as to saying that that is that is the reason why they're they've had that XRP has had such a problem is because it's not the fact that they sold it, um, but Hester Pierce had who is considered the grandmother or the mother of crypto at, as the commissioner because she's been a champion of crypto at the SEC, but she has claimed that it's not the fact that they sold XRP, but the way they sold it, the way they advertised it, et cetera. I mean, I don't know, the truth is in there somewhere, right? Um, and we'll see how it ends. Um, and there's also reports that Ripple is considering an IPO once this lawsuit ends. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Well, I absolutely love it. Um, Three good uh, suggestions for anybody that has an interest in the crypto market. What would you tell them? Um, for me, I think you want to look for crypto that does something. Um, Bitcoin's good, but for me, you want to look at crypto that actually can do something. So Ethereum, Cardano, um, Polkadot, Soldano, um, and it's, I, I, I've heard about Stellar, but I don't know enough about it. Um, and also, again, I like XRP. I like the fact that it's environmentally friendly and that it doesn't require mining and it's faster and cheaper and all these things that make what we really want in crypto because it we want to get crypto in the hands of a lot of people. Um, it's fun to make money in crypto. Do not get me wrong. Um, Nate and I have both done it. Um, but it's also better when we can all say, hey, this costs you know X amount of XRP or this costs X amount of Bitcoin. And that can be anywhere in the world, anywhere you go, um, fast and efficient and easy. I love it. So my, my uh, tips for anybody that's interested in crypto, number one, again, education. Know what you're doing before you go out there and invest anywhere. Because with the volatility, I mean, it's one thing to say, I'm investing. It's another thing when I'm investing and it crashed because it does happen. Second thing, if you are looking to actually invest long-term versus trading, trading is, they call it technical analysis, where you're looking at what's happening with the charts, what's happening day to day, and just trying to 
you know, clip little increases that may be from market movements. With that, it's technical analysis. With long-term investing, it's called fundamental analysis, which is one thing in the stock market with crypto, there's not a lot of information. There's not price to earnings. There's not a lot of this stuff, but it comes down to knowing what you're investing into and what it's actually doing, which hop onto Coinbase. And I can tell you, nobody knows what 99% of those things are doing. The third advice is, well, we're not financial advisors, but stay diversified. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And as long as you do those things, it, it's a great little area to play around in. I don't think I would ever put my life savings there. No. 